Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to the tiniest of towns in the game Tiny Towns. Um, this is a 2019 game designed by Peter McPherson, art by Gong Studios, a whole studio, not individuals, were responsible for this one. And is, of course, from, not of course, of course, <laughs> of course these are always from, uh, Alderac Entertainment Group, otherwise known as AEG. Uh, this game plays one to six players and plays in about 45 to 60 as listed on BGG. I would say that's pretty good. I, we only played a two player, but um, I don't know. What do you think? Is that about in line with your experience playing large accounts? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it seems like pretty pretty accurate. Uh, 14 plus is listed as the age. Everyone, of course, says you could play younger. I I think that's true. I think there's definitely broader strategies here, but you, you could play with a, a young, much younger age, I think, and still have a lot of fun with this game. And it's weighted at 2.06. <laughs> Ooh, that .06 is my favorite. Um, yeah, this is an interesting little game that plays quite a bit of people and is um, a real fun place or uh yeah kind of like um tetrisy style slow tetris in a way <laughs> placement but then there's a twist because your pieces disappear and are replaced by one building or something <laughs> so let's talk about what that means that i just said and how to play this game and uh, then we'll talk about our feelings about it All our emotions right. I'm, around i'm it. gonna do my best to teach this i feel like every time i actually teach this i always like miss one or two rules and then halfway through the game I'm like oh also guys just to let you know <laughs> yeah this seems kind There's... of like a tough one to visually or to verbally explain <laughs> I, i'm gonna do my damnedest uh, oh you got you'll get I, it you get it I, oh i'll get it <clears throat> um it's it, there aren't a lot of rules okay. but it's just it's just making sure you hit them all all right so uh everybody has a small little board a four by four grid uh of of grass basically uh, that that they have to play on. One person is going to get this white hammer that will be passed around that decrees that they are the master builder, uh, and they get to call a resource. There are five different types of resources. There is, uh, if you just want to go by color, yellow, blue, red, gray, and ooh, oh, brown, <laughs> or wheat, brick stone glass and wood not in the same order as as i said the colors in but uh th those are the resources uh they're gonna call a resource everybody will take that resource and they will place that resource on any one of the 16 uh open spaces there that are available uh and i did say open spaces because as you play things are going to get filled in by either resources or buildings you cannot place a resource on a spot where there's a resource and you can't place one where there's already a building. Um, as things progress, people are going to have a bunch of resources on their board and eventually they're going to have uh, a resource that matches a type of building you can build. Uh, in the game, there are seven different, seven publicly available buildings to build and one privately available one. Uh, in order to build them, you need to have resources that get kind of fit to get in the proper arrangement to match that building type. Uh, so, for example, in the game, there is something called a cottage that you can build. And in order for that to happen, you need to have these three resources. You need to have a brick, a glass, and a wheat. And they need to be arranged in an L shape such that the glass is in the corner of that small L shape. So those three resources, you can kind of picture that in your head. If you have that anywhere on your little... Uh, 4x4 four four grid, you can convert those resources 
into that one building. And you can place that one building on any one of the three spaces that one of those three resources were at. So you're basically going, oh, yep, I have that formation. I can replace it. I will put it in this spot where that little L was. Uh, and now you've not only added a building, but you've also made more room to build other things or add more resources. So the game is kind of an ebb and flow of, all right, I'm gonna need to put all these out so that I can build something out, so that I can make more room, so I can build more things, and then you keep going like that. You, this repeats over and over again. Uh, the hammer will, the master builder hammer will rotate so everyone gets a turn to call something. Uh, and whenever a resource is called, you must place it. You cannot forego it. Although some of the buildings might allow you to do different things with it because all of the buildings do different things. Some of them score points, some of them change your rules for you, and some of them uh, do both. Uh, so, for example, uh, in a standard game, you're going to have these seven publicly available ones. In the basic game that they tell you to set up, it's a, uh, let's see, a cottage, an inn, a theater, a farm, a well, a factory, and a chapel. Uh, the cottage is always in every game, uh, but all the other ones kind of can rotate out there's four different types of everything that you can play with the cottage for example scores three points uh, for every one that you have fed how do you feed it well that's where you need a farm a farm will feed four uh, buildings a theater will score one point for every unique building that is in the same column and row as that building an inn uh or i'm sorry i'm sorry a tavern is what it is a tavern will score just based on how many taverns you have in there a well will score for how many uh cottages it's adjacent to a chapel will score one point for every fed cottage that you have in your thing and a factory scores no points but it allows you to put a resource on it and then whenever that resource is called, you can instead place whatever resource you want. So it kind of makes that resource wild. So as you can see, all of these buildings do different things. Not all of them will do the same type of things. Not all of them will always score. Some of them will score. Some of them won't score. Some things will make things better for you. Some things won't, won't make things better for you. Uh, I did mention that everyone has their own personal, private uh, building they can build. This is a type of uh, like a watchtower type thing. Everyone can place it once. They have it look at it privately. Technically, every person is given two, but they pick one to use during the game. Uh, this is your own special building just for you. Uh, it can either bend the rules drastically for you or it can just score a lot of points and then make things worse for you later on. Uh, there's one where when you play it, you get seven points at the end of the game, but then you never get to call something as master builder. You're at the whim of everybody else. Uh, there are ones where when you build it, uh, after you've built it, you don't score any points, but future buildings can be placed anywhere. You're not restricted to where the formation that you made is. So you can put it anywhere you want. So you're kind of bending the rules with a lot of these things, or at least trying to score tons of points with them. Uh, the game continues until basically each person can't build or add things anymore. Once a player can't add something or build something, uh, they basically are out of the game. Everyone else continues on. Uh, the thing rotates. They, the person that's out no longer becomes master builder, so they don't call anything. Uh, and then eventually it gets down to one person just calling things for themselves, or possibly uh, everyone's just been uh, knocked out. At the end of the game, you will score all the points based off of, off of the buildings that have been built, and you will lose one point for every space that basically you didn't build a building on. Uh, after that, the sum total, whoever has the highest amount of points wins the game. 
And there you go. That is Tiny Towns. <clears throat> yeah, this is a really interesting little one. And um, I'm trying to remember what it reminds me of, but I can't put my finger on it. I, I don't know if it's sort of the... There's nothing that reminds me of the gameplay, I guess, per se. But something about the layout reminds me of a lot of other things. Like, it's a little bit of feel of patchwork here and just, like, pre, uh, future planning. There is a bit of feel of... Um, Oh, shoot, one another name escapes me. What's the game where you are a little farm game where you've got a grid of uh, or you've got the uh, pastures that you've got to put animals on? Um, Agricola? Agricola, yeah. For some reason, this reminds me a little bit of Agricola, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> or maybe it's just the color scheme. I don't know. <laughs> but um, This one, it reminds me of uh, Rise of Augustus, only because mm, there's someone calling something out. But that rotates around. It's It's not at all like a bingo game, but it just kind of feels like it because there's someone calling something out. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> but, it, yeah, it's interesting, too, and I, I have to say, playing the... I'm pretty astounded by how much replay ability this has in the the um, the buildings that you can choose from, the building abilities or the building plays. I, I'm sure there's definitely certain combos of buildings that work better than others, because some seem to be... Like, for the initial setup, they recommend specifics, but then... As they go around, it's kind of up to you to how you arrange them, right? Like you can mish, yeah, swap that, and match them you can, in any way. Ev- every single building has uh, three different, uh, four total different types for each like building type. So, for example, um, instead of the there the the tavern, you can instead do the inn or the almshouse or the feast hall. So there's four for every building color that there are other than cottage cottage is always in the game yes yeah cottage is the staple you have to have homes for people to live in in these tiny towns yeah um but yeah this one was pretty neat i i like this i liked it a lot it's a cool combo of of simplicity and i feel like um i feel like this would be pretty easy to teach to most people that game at all what are your experiences teaching this game uh, I've taught it a few times. I taught it uh, to my wife. So I've played a two-player game. I've played a few four-player games. I'm hoping this weekend to get some six-player games because this game can handle up to six. Uh, it It's pretty easy to teach. Uh, the, there's a little bit of hesitancy, but most people are pretty pretty game. It's nothing, nothing too heavy. Uh, most people can kind of get it. The only thing that people are usually asking about or how things score so the usual questions i get is wait wait that building again uh how does it score again because i don't i don't quite understand that because uh, usually when i'm playing the the cards there are pretty decent sized cards out there but they spend most of their uh real estate on the card just for art uh and right. so you know and also to know what type of building it's very kind of small text uh indicating how it scores or what it does uh so usually there's someone just asking hey what what is that building to again you kind of have to remind them so that's that's the really the only thing you're reminding people of most of the time is just like oh yeah this does that so while they're trying to figure out where to put this resource they all right but if i build that here it's a lot of all right if i build this here then i can do that but i need to be able to build that before i do that or else i'm not gonna have room to fit that so that's it's a lot of like a little bit of like I don't know what I'm going to do so you're kind of waiting for people to place their pieces but you're never waiting that long most people kind of just give up and put something there if they're if they're waiting too long so yeah uh, it's it's super easy to teach super easy to play um most people kind of pick up on it quick 
I will say that is kind of an annoying, not a flaw, but an annoyance where that text is so tiny. We were playing digitally, so it was easier to zoom in whenever from there's no real physical positions that you're sitting of course um but that is kind of annoying because this definitely is a game of strategizing positioning and i would say especially as a new player you have to remind yourself like wait what does that do and how's the relationship what's the adjacency rule for the chapel or whatever um so that is funny that they went that direction that like the because the images are really big (laughs) like you said the 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 text part is the smallest and it's just kind of funny that the image of the structure is really big because like most games once you start playing you're not really looking at the image i mean it's it's beautifully done art but it's more like i'm I'm playing a game now and i need to know what these things do <laughs> um so yeah that's that's an odd choice aeg it's an odd choice uh but let's see yeah i i really did like the structure of um kind of figuring out your shapes and the fact that you not only have to figure out placement but also Within that shape, your building is going to go somewhere. And so you've got to – I did it several times where I kind of like locked out a square because I, I wasn't really thinking straight and put a building in one way that it made it impossible to build on one or two squares that kind of, kind of got like locked away between, between other buildings because um, I couldn't put enough uh, blocks in there to make the shape that I needed to to create a new building. So that's a really fun puzzle to do. Things on the fly, too, that it, you – you th- I think you make easier mistakes that way. Um, and so I was going to ask you with your experience with playing higher players, how does that affect uh, – how does, how does like, uh, analysis paralysis affect a larger player count in your experience? I can see this getting more madcap and sillier as, at higher player counts. With two, it's more of kind of a ch- – not a chess game. That's way too extreme. But there is more of a, uh, oh, I'm going to really think about this move here. Um I don't know. What was, what's your experience on that, that side of it? I mean, I don't think analysis paralysis is huge at any level, at two-player or four-player, which I yeah. can talk about. Analysis paralysis isn't that huge. Uh, usually most people are thinking pretty deeply, so it's never uh, someone going way too long with something. Uh, mm-hmm. It Maybe near the end of the game, things tend to drag on a little bit, uh, but I think people are more forgiving at that point because they're like, yeah, I understand. It's it's a, it's it's getting it's getting close to the end. You want to make the right move at the right time. Um, the, the really difficult part is when it is at the end and you're making moves a little bit less based on what you need to do and a little bit more on what other people don't want you to do or what you think other people might call so that right. or you're going to be able to benefit from the resource that they call type of a thing. It's those, that, those, that's like the real crux of this game is going, all right, if I call this resource, they're not going to be able to use that. Or if I call this resource, I know they're going to call that resource so then I can build the thing I want to. Um, or maybe they won't call that and they'll, they'll screw me over and I can't do the thing I want to do. <laughs> the games you and, you and me played, that's what it came down to every time is yeah. I would I'd fill up way too much space way too fast and then you'd be able to do what you want for the rest of the game you can fill whatever the heck you want because you're the only person calling things because I got eliminated early uh, and so that <laughs> that tends to be the thing that you're very much focused on near the end of the game is wait how do I stay in this game how can right. I, I I'm not building for points I'm building to just stay around uh, which is kind of important it's not required. Um, I will say most of the games I've played, the person who sticks around the longest tends to win. Uh, sure. But that is not always true. I've had a, a four-player game where I got knocked out uh, kind of early, and there was someone who stuck around for oh, good a good number of calls after, at least five or six resources called after I got knocked out. Uh, and I still won. They just 
weren't able to figure out how to organize things best. Um, I just had a really good system going, and I, I didn't need to last that much longer. I just had a lot of points early. So it's it's really difficult to to get the right. Sometimes you create a plan right from the beginning, and you're like, um, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. And either things don't get called right or – you someone else just thought of a better plan like there were the game you played you uh the last game that we played you just had a really good plan of going heavy on cottages and it worked out yeah. for you i had this building in my hand i'm like yeah i'll go with that building and i picked to build the wrong buildings at the wrong times and it, <laughs> it hampered me and you took advantage of that and so it was just like yep yep we shouldn't have, i shouldn't have done that 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 just didn't work so uh, I took a bold move. In, in fact, when I did it, I'm like, I'm going to make a bold move. And it just didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, there's, I like the opportunity to have those bold strategies, though, within the monuments. Um, it is pretty cool. But, yeah, it is interesting. The, I could see that the person staying in the longest usually wins because, I mean, our win differences were like four points. So that's just – some buildings can do that by themselves, but maybe two buildings would easily do that. Um so yeah, it's it's interesting. It is interesting. Like you mentioned that I never thought of it as kind of a a marathon game versus a a race to the finish game, because the if you can draw resources unfettered, suddenly you're, you're not worried about that. Like oh man, if you had one more turn to throw a resource out that I couldn't use, then I would that would have. I mean, honestly, I could see us tying in that case in the in the games that we played. Um, but anyway, yeah, it is really interesting how. W- w- you do need to consider that at the end to slow other people down or throw them out um, something that they won't have. But that's also really hard because, of course, there are similarities in your strategies regardless of what you're doing. No one's going to not build cottages. I mean, you need to have cottages if, for a lot of the scoring. A lot of the uh, other buildings are dependent or can, or focused on using cottages to boost their scoring or um, improving the cottage scoring itself. So... Yeah, it's a really interesting mix of, of of that. Playing for yourself and playing a little bit against the other players. So I would really like to play this with six players. I think it'd be harder to do that, but I'd wonder if there's a, a bit of a... I don't know. I'm curious how the dynamic would work. I can't really see how you could like really target the the leader. Like if someone's obviously, oh, man, they're crushing it. Um, I don't know how you'd really tell who's crushing it, it <laughs> until the very it, end. It's hard to tell. In a, in a larger player game, it's a little bit tougher to tell. But it's it's more of a general purpose. Like it's less like I'm gonna pick this to hurt someone. You mm-hmm. might pick like just for the next person after you. You might pick right. something like that and be like, all right, now there's gonna be one less person. Now instead of four people calling things, it's three, so I can get back to calling my own resources sooner. But it's more of a I'm gonna pick wheat right now mm-hmm. because I don't think I need to call brick because I'm pretty sure one of the other three people is gonna call brick. I, yeah. You know, you're you're picking based off of probabilities at that point and you're going all right i i can last you know four more resources called if i don't get the thing so i'm gonna call wheat because chances are i'll probably get that brick and even if it doesn't get it until the last one i'll still be able to build the thing and i can still make use out of other things that come out yeah yeah interesting yeah i like tiny tons a lot it it is a does feel very unique as a game there's um it's it's extremely accessible so i would say that regardless of you know who you're playing with they're probably going to really get a kick out of this game so i actually you know what let's just jump in who it's for who it's not for <laughs> i'll play this game all that stuff since we're already kind of getting in there um yeah this the the game itself is probably pretty accessible to 
to almost all players, they there really is a um, really easy. I mean, like you said, I mentioned before that it's harder to, or like I said, it's harder to explain this game verbally than it is to show it. One of the things they do do well with the iconography is that the shapes are very large and easy to see. The one thing I would say the digital version, maybe this is not true for the real one, is that orange really, that yellow looks very very orange, and so that didn't quite match. And at first when we started playing, I, I was like, wait, is is that yellow or I couldn't, I got confused on the wheat. Um, but anyway, the, the game itself is going to be pretty easily teachable to most people. The scoring for each building seems pretty clear. The ones that I saw at least, uh, and we looked through most of them, I believe. So it's very, very clear on how you're going to score and a strategy sort of manifests itself for you. Um, and, uh, the gameplay itself allows for a lot of crosstalk and strategies and replayability. So it covers a lot of bases. I was pretty impressed with tiny towns. Um, good job, Mr. McPherson. Is it McPherson? I gotta bring up yes. the page. Yeah, Peter McPherson. All right. So I know I'm doing this in a little different order, but let's uh, <clears throat> let's talk about uh, your thoughts. Anyway, any, is there any experiences you had where anyone was really for who it's for, or not for? Anyone was really like, mm, or just struggled with the game? I can't think of a I reason think it, why. I think it fits most people. I, it's not a long game, so it's not something where it's. It's going to be too heavy, but it, it it does have more interesting decisions than you would think. I think the first time I saw this game, I was very much like, eh, it's it's just calling a resource and then doing something. But there is there's good strategies to be had. So I think even if you're a heavy weight type person, you can still find something interesting in this game. Uh, you're just going to have to make better decisions, and if you can make those better decisions, you're going to do better. So. Uh, it's it's not something where it's just luck of the draw type of a thing. You have to make good choices. So I think even if you're looking for a heavier weight game, this would still fit uh, yeah. with, with most people. So this is pretty good. Uh, it's I, It doesn't feel heavy, but there are heavy decisions to be made. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I like That's a good way of putting it. <clears throat> it satisfies a lot of gamer, um, I don't know, it, reasons why gamers like games in a small package it's very it's surprisingly well designed i have to say good job again mcpherson good job <laughs> um <clears throat> all right we'll do this first then we'll switch over to taking it out would your mom like it uh i don't know this one's a tough one i am leaning towards no but i could also see your mom kind of getting a kick out of this this definitely doesn't feel like the g- games that would mostly be in her wheelhouse or mostly be the ones she would gravitate towards but I could see your mom playing playing it and enjoying it. I'm not so sure she'd be like, yeah, let's play Tiny Towns again. But I think she might find it interesting. Although I will say the um, uh, the way the buildings are placed and the fact that you have to take negative points on gap spaces might be – for some reason I just see that her being like, oh, no, I don't want negative points. <laughs> and then sort of being annoying. So I'm going to say a maybe. A m- mm, I'm, mm, what am I going to say? <laughs> a maybe – I'm going to say a maybe no, actually. I could see her getting kicked out of it, but I just don't feel like this is her her game. All right. This one's tough. I'm not positive. I'm going to go maybe yes. Oh. It's it's easy enough to do. There's – this is – I'm I'm quantifying the maybe yeses if you're playing with the base buildings that they suggest to start with. If you're going to do something else, she's going to get totally lost. Uh, she's not going to understand. She's not going to have a good strategy. If you always play the game with the base buildings, I'm sticking with maybe yes. If you're uh, changing sure. up the buildings, I'm going maybe no. 
uh, because she's just gonna get confused. It honestly, if you're used to playing with the base buildings and you change it up, you get so confused. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard to regrasp what the new buildings do. Uh, but yeah, it it if you're just playing with those base buildings, I can definitely see her getting into it. You know, getting getting into the swing of things, saying, "Oh, come on, you want to call wood? Come on!" You know, she can <laughs> definitely get into the public yeah. zone of you know meshing with people and having you know her needs met or getting angry at somebody for picking a resource she has no use for like i can see her getting into it but i definitely don't see her being like yeah let's play that but i right. can definitely see her enjoying it but only if you're always playing with those base buildings so yeah putting maybe yes it's probably closer to the maybe than than to the yes <laughs> fair enough yeah no I, I i that's a good point about um uh, replayability, like if you find a set of buildings that you like and it's satisfying to you, you can, you can play that for quite a while and still enjoy this game. You're not going to be playing this constantly anyway like most games. So um, it's going to be a here and there guy. All right. So taking this out, let's talk about taking it out. This is definitely a game where a lot of gamers will have those little cups or bowls or some way to store little pieces. And uh, I would recommend it for this game because there's a lot of them hanging about. You can also use the box. <clears throat> for this, yes. but there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, pieces oot in a boot. Um, all right, so Tiny Towns, how do you do it? What does it look like? So Tiny Towns is going to have a central tableau of, of the building cards. There's going to be seven of them out there, and um, they are going to be just in the center of the table or at least some area where everyone can see them. And, and like Alex mentioned before, someone might have to be the information relayer for the text on the bottom if people are new or haven't played before or just need a reminder, of course, on like, well, wait, what does that building do again? So most likely there's going to be that if you're playing with more than a few people because there's just it's just hard to read. You can't really read them from afar. Um, then you're going to have all of the corresponding little meeple build, building meeples that go to each one of those cards. And this is where I was going to say the trays would come in handy because each one of those is going to kind of be in relation to a card. So cottages have a little handful of cottage building meeples that are going to be somewhere near them to grab. You don't have to put them right there. This is kind of up to you where you place all these little pieces. But for me personally, I use those bowls all the time, and I would probably just place a little bowl above each of the buildings with its corresponding building meeple inside of it. Uh, it also helps to clarify, I think, which color goes to which building if they are placed adjacently or next to uh, or above the buildings that um, you would build with that card. Uh, next to that, there is going to be a draw deck of sorts with a uh, with your monuments. So at the beginning of the game, you're going to be drawing your monuments and choosing one and returning one. You're going to be drawing out of this deck, and so um, that'll just kind of be on the table wherever it needs to be. Once you draw those, it's kind of going to be tucked away. Your monument is going to be the last card that's on the table, but that is going to be in front of you. Um, so that's just going to be one that you, well, it, should, it starts out in your hand, and then when you play it, you put it in front of you so everyone kind of knows its function. Um, next to that is going to be your little town, your little uh, plot of land that your town is going to grow on, and this is going to be your player board. Um, the, what would you say the size of these are physically? They're about a 10 inches by 10? Are they a foot I would by say foot? smaller than that. I'm going to go 8 inches by 8 inches. 8 inches, okay. Um, so, yeah, not too bad, not too big. You can definitely get this. It's sort of a, you know, it's going to be sitting right in front of you. But you can also play the like this could be tucked up to a side with a or in front of you and around a plate. I think very easily. Yeah. Excuse me. On that player board, everything else is going to happen. You are going to be playing your 
building meeples and your resource blocks on there. And so that's just where all the activity is going to happen. Um, it's going to slowly grow, grow and change throughout the game. Then somewhere else in probably another array of cups are going to be the resource cubes. These are just going to be all the wood, the glass, the wheat, the, the uh, brick, uh, the stone, all the things that you're going to be building your buildings with. This will be placed somewhere where everyone can grab them. So once again, in bowls or, um, you know, the box itself, you could, if you have dividers, which is, there's some really great dividers for this game, you can set that out so people can just grab it very easily. So it's got to be accessible to everybody or there's going to be someone who's going to be handing, out, handing them out a lot, which is not a big deal either. Uh, and that's pretty much it. That is the entire game. So... Outside of a, a lot of little bowls floating around, <laughs> the game itself doesn't take up too much space. I think this definitely passes a pizza test. Um, the Because of the fact that the center tableau isn't necessarily have to be literally a center tableau, because it's going to be um, uh, the, mo- the, the biggest reference is the building shapes. And that's easily visible from across the table. And if you played a few times, you you probably will get remember if you like you said if you are playing with the same buildings what they do and only need maybe a reminder here and there so they don't really have to be in the center necessarily so that allows for a big center meal and then the fact that the boards are the size they are and you can kind of tuck them to one side or the other really means you could even put a plate in front of you as well so this is surprisingly a uh shuffleable game on the table uh despite what it might appear at first blush um, but yeah, I'd see, I have not seen the physical game, so I can't tell you piece quality, but it looks really well done and, uh, you're not gonna really have to worry too much about things falling apart. It's as usual with most games today, it's where it seems quite well built uh, and age usually does a pretty good job of that stuff too. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. What do you think? Anything else to add that uh, about taking out that you have thoughts or, uh, have you I, taken this I out? Have, I have taken this out multiple oh, there times. You, there you go. Uh, I, I also forgot that I have played a five-person game of this, uh, and it's, <laughs> it still works pretty well. Uh, I did not take it out that time. That was that was in my backyard. But uh, <laughs> I've taken this out on to a, like a tiny like bistro-type table. It works for a two-player game. Uh, in that case, what I did, I used the box heavily to save on space because right. they do give you kind of like a little – uh, kind of cubby in the box to put most of the resources. I leave them in the bags, and I just leave those bags kind of sitting up in the box. So if mm-hmm. I need to grab a building, I can just grab it right from the box. It saves space. I kind of left it off to the side, like on a chair, so it wasn't taking up table space. I was able to eat a panini uh, while she <laughs> had a salad, and we played our little game on our, our tiny little circular table. It, it worked perfectly. Uh, and then I nice. played on a... Uh, pretty decent sized picnic table, and I still use the the box to kind of keep things organized, just so things weren't kind of flying everywhere. I wouldn't worry too much about losing pieces. Most of the pieces in this game are pretty chunky. There's no like little tiny chip or anything like that. Most of the pieces, if it falls, you're gonna find it. Uh, so it's not it, a it tiny epic out. game. <laughs> it's not a tiny epic game. No, not at all. Uh, but uh, yeah, it works great for taking out if you can kind of organize uh, all of the little bits. Uh, here and there in a good way and if you use the box it's pretty simple they the only the only detriment to that is you're probably going to have to hand out pieces to people like oh i need a cottage well here you go or at least have someone else hand things out while you know you grab your own stuff yeah i there are i was just looking kind of at what inserts are available for this and there's there's quite a few like um homemade ones a lot of people obviously do foam core um that uh they're pretty good that you could pick up or make yourself but uh definitely something is needed for organization (laughs) so but 
your yours works well as as well with the stuff you got. Um, yeah. Oh, Jesus! I almost uh, hold on a second. <laughs> I almost bumped my <laughs> recording <laughs> device off the table. Got really excited here at the end. Um, all right, everybody. Let's see. I think we hit it all. And uh, even though I did a, I, a little weird order, I will mention two things. Uh, mm-hmm. There are expansions to this game. I oh, have not yes. played either of them. Uh, one of them is called Fortunes, or no, sorry, Fortune, uh, which adds a money mechanic. It adds a few new buildings, uh, and then you can spend that money to do certain things depending on how you're playing. I can't remember. I haven't played it, uh, but it, it's there. Uh, and there's also Villagers, which adds little kind of like wooden uh, villagers onto your thing. Uh, that you can kind of move around and do special things with, depending on what villagers you're playing with. And it does add a few other buildings uh, to it. Uh, so you can you, you usually use the villager to do something spe- special throughout the board and kind of uh, either like use it as a wild resources or you can fill, you can c- combine it with the other game to add more money to it. Uh, so you can kind of use the people in different ways, but I think they're a one-time use type thing. So hmm. yeah, there are expansions. I'll probably get one or both i think they're going to be things where it's just like oh yeah i'm at the game store they have it i may as well pick it up type of thing it's not something i'm going to be like yeah i've got to get that it's more of a "Ah, why not (laughs) yeah yeah i could see that i like this game enough like um i'm on the fence whether i'm i'm gonna i'm picking it up i do like i do like it and i feel like this is another one where i feel like uh, um uh, I really like Tiny Towns. It's not that I don't like the game. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Is it worth it? I don't know. It's not that great. Um, it's one of those ones where I feel like, I mean, like I've been really serious with myself about my collection. <laughs> like if a game, <laughs> if a game comes in, I gotta point. consider a game coming out. And for some reason, this reminds me of not not the gameplay, but kind of the uh, complexity and tone and um, level of experience of uh, Blueprints. And so, uh, I, yeah. I really like blueprints and I like this game and I already have blueprints, but then blueprints doesn't have any expansions. And I, I like tiny town and I kind of like the idea of incorporating like, like, like what you, the expansion you just mentioned or the fact that they do seem to be backing this up. So I kind of wish blueprints would get an expansion, but <laughs> that might be the tide that turns or the, that was it the, What's the thing that turns the tide? What is the phrase? I don't know. Something turns the tide, and it could be this game. Something will turn the tide. <laughs> because it does seem like I did notice that that uh, that they did have expansions. I didn't really look up what they did. But um, the fact that they are kind of expanding this game is kind of nice because it's a little inexpensive game. It's fun. And if they're growing it, I don't know. That's, that's, that's enticing. So, oh, tiny towns, you tiny, <clears throat> you tiny little huckster. How you're going to trick me into getting you, aren't you? Or you can always what? try and get it for someone else that you know you're going to be playing with a lot. That's that. That's what I used to do for a while. I was just like, oh, well, I don't want to add it to my collection because I, right. I mean, I already have things like it. But I can give it for someone else, and they can bring. It. <laughs> there you go. Or I give them blueprints, and I can. Uh, now I like blueprints too much. I don't want to get blueprints. But uh, yeah, that's a good plan. There we go. I will just uh, gift it to my one of my you board know, game. There blueprints. is plenty of extra room in the box if you took out the insert. You can always put blueprints into tiny oh. towns there that way bam secret it's, game it, storage i like yeah, it secret game storage <laughs> just do that with all your games you can never find specific <laughs> games god i really want to play this game what the heck did i where the heck did i put it which what did i do with caverna oh uh half of it's in agricola and the other <laughs> half of it is in space base <laughs> but it's not space base in there either so space base is actually in <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like the old CDs problem. Where is my Montel Jordan CD? Uh, it's my no <laughs> doubt case. Uh. <laughs> which is in my Bush case, which is in my <laughs> just down the line crescendo of never finding. That's how uh, <laughs> that's what like, having like a, a kid is like when searching for a kid CD in the car. I'm just like endless, <laughs> like following cases. Like, what the heck? Where did that? They might be giant CD kill. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, there we go. That's Tiny Towns. I, I re- yeah, I, you can probably tell we like this game. It's pretty neat. It's a neat little game. It's fun to play with. It's got that um, tactile satisfaction of the of placing little pieces. It's got a real cute little if like if it, the art is something you're really into and like building a world around this town. It's got the little buildings. I keep forgetting that it's actually like a literal tiny town of like mice. And so every time I see him, I'm like, oh, oh, right. It's not people. It's not like a cute little magical village of people. It's it's literally mice or maybe there are other animals, but the only ones I remember seeing are mice. mice, rats, birds. Oh, uh, there are. Okay. So they're all hedgehogs. living together a bunch of them. in a utopia and uh, <laughs> like a Dutch utopia. It looks like all the buildings are like Dutch style uh, or I don't know, some period in England. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a very cute little game. So check out Tiny Towns. I think it's worth a play, if nothing else. And, uh, yeah, there we go. So I was trying to, trying to think yeah, of uh, – It's a fresh new season. You I know, have a I know. Slogan. You better have a slogan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have a slogan. I have a pretty good excuse because I just got – I just flew back and tell last night really late. But I will not start the season with that. I will, uh, <laughs> I will just try to do a little rhyme here and uh, see if I can come up with something off the top of my head. I really want to rhyme – town with uh um like words that end with o-u-n-d like around but that's not a correct rhyme so i won't do that and make it real easier (laughs) all right um this may not be the best rhyme but the image just made me kind of (laughs) kind of chuckle so all right let's see if i get in my head uh the tiny clown with the tiny gown lives in a tiny town surrounded by tiny oh Hold on. Tiny. (laughs) Frowns? I can't think of another own word that makes sense. Now let me do that again. All right. The tiny clown (laughs) with a frown wears a gown in tiny town. There we go. That's better. (laughs) That's the same amount of words. You just organized it differently. Yeah, it was a better phrasing. (laughs) I stand by it. Tiny frowning town. I think I'm down with that. Oh, hey oh. All right, we got a bonus rhyme. Mark it up. <laughs> there we go. All right, that's not the best rhyme I've ever done, but uh, but I just think I just think with all the all the images in this game are like these every single like uh, old village type. There's the craftsman. There's the builder. There's a gardener. I just like the idea of a little clown wandering around. <laughs> but what about the clowns? Um, all right, everybody. Well, that was that was an interesting ending. But uh, yeah, thank you for hanging out. You can get a hold of us in a couple different ways if you'd like. Of course, uh, Twitter on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. Scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. We would love to hear from you. Uh, thank you all for listening, and I uh, hope you're getting some games played. And we'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye.